Ladies and gentlemen and gentlemen and ladies, Martin and I are going rogue. We are doing this <laughs> podcast interview without producer Rachel. This is not a drill. Producer Rachel is not in the room. No, we're going to do an entire podcast. An entire podcast without, without a producer. <laughs> So I wouldn't have high hopes for what <laughs> yes. is about to unfold. We'll probably slander everybody and everything and offend everyone and get it all wrong and get the shout outs wrong. But Martin, you are so welcome to this very special podcast. Oh, thanks. And you're welcome also. Thank you. How, how are you? Well, today, I don't know how many of the podcast listeners have uh, children in their lives, either their own or children that they borrow or are kind of thrust upon them by other people that are like, please look after my child. I think that's the but, point of the listeners yeah, to this that, podcast, okay, isn't it? Focus, that's yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm trying to get at is that today it's bring your kid to work day because we're recording this day on a half term day. So yes. I've had my lovely little girl at work all day and she, I have to say, she has been amazing. But this is when you just love working with youth workers because they just have things like, they like under their desks they have like Play-Doh. Like yeah, why, why does tiny. Matt, why does our neat intervention worker have literally within his arm's reach... In an office where there's no, like, you're not allowed to have any stuff out. Anyway, how does he suddenly find It turns out out? that is the first intervention. (laughs) The first rule of neat intervention is Play-Doh. Make the Play-Doh. It's uh, Mr. Wibbly's hair hair shop. It's great. I mean, actually, in the background, I can hear my daughter having squeals of delight and fun. So whatever's happening down there with Helen and Play-Doh, it's great. So anyway, this is wonderful. How are you, Martin? I'm well, thanks. How's half-term land for you? Well, I've just been on holiday in... The West Country. Where is the West Country? Yeah, well, is it the West Country? Is Dorset the West Country? West Country-ish. Ah. Our silent guest is, just is, is nodding. And there's a reason why I'm saying this, as you, you might have noted from my intonation. Uh, today we're doing a West Country special. Oh. Uh, and so, I mean, it's, you know, quite it's special. Great. But I've uh, just been on holiday with my, and you've my family. you've got a lovely little tan. Well, thank you for pointing that out, Rachel. It's, really it's a shame that the listener can't, can't see it. I can't hear that. Yeah. They missed your dancing and they're missing your turn. West Country, what is the West Country famous for? So Cornish ice cream. Yeah. Uh, so you've got, what, what else? I mean, let's Cornish try and list 10 things for Okay, the West Cornish Country. pasties, uh, ice cream, seagulls that eat pasties out of your hand. Seagulls yeah. are a nightmare in the yeah. southwest. There's really good cheese in the Very southwest. Very good Cornish cheese. There we go. Um, caves. Cornish. Cornish caves. Caves. And swim. Yes. Southwest Youth Ministries. That's right. Put that in there. Surfing. Surfing, oh yes, bodyboarding, all that kind of stuff. Have we got to ten yet? No, that's seven, I think. Landscapes, beautiful caves. Yeah, we've had like caves. You can't, you can't, do, cave, you can't do caves um, twice. Countryside. Um, oh, uh, lizards. Weird quest for independence. Oh, yeah. yeah. Black and white flag. And uh, Marcus Truth Gothic. Who is that? The uh, former England opening batsman. Oh, and now what, oh, what's the name of that incredible program that that series is on about this guy that's like a pirate? Guys like a pirate. What is that program? That's it. Anyway, it will come to me. Hang on. No. No. Oh, it's it's them riding on horses across like Cornish hills. A guy. Poldark. She bowed to me. Poldark. And Poldark. Do you know what I love about that? Is you you just pulled out of saying Primark. I could see it. (laughs) Primark. You nearly said Primark. (laughs) Shall we introduce our guest? Who, bless her, has been like mouthing to me things like Cornish pasties and Poldark. And Poldark. Yeah. So, secret guest, we're going to reveal your identity. Who are you? Tell us who you are. Hello, I'm Sophie Doyle, and mm-hmm. I am living in Cornwall. I'm working in Cornwall. You don't it? sound like you're from I Cornwall. Don't. 
No. Um, I have a southeast London accent. You do. It's yeah. gorgeous. I love it. Yeah, it's very. Come a bit close to the mic. I haven't got producer Rachel to tell us to come close to the mic. You look a bit relaxed, that... Sophie. To yeah. be honest. I was just Do you do these all the time? No, no. I was just laughing at you two. You're very, you're very entertaining. Yeah, you say that in small doses. <laughs> Car crash most of the time. So, who do you work for in Southwest? So, I work for Southwest Youth Ministries. Ah, we already mentioned. Yeah. I um, do a bit of work for Scripture Union as well, and then I work in partnership have the real privilege of working in partnership with sort of many mm. other people including Creation Fest I wonder whether people will have heard of Creation Fest actually it's a brilliant mm. jewel I think in the crown of the southwest tell us about so it's Creation a seven Fest. day music bible and skate festival um, it's free to attend that's what's amazing about it so it's free to attend, and it's through um, the first week of August, the 4th to the 10th of August this year. And people can come from all around the country, and they camp, don't yep, they? Yeah, they can camp. Um, there's lots of hotels if you don't fancy camping, and this year we've got some glamping pods as well. Oh, wow. Oh, that, that might tempt me back Glamping down. pods. Glamping pods. Yeah. It's running oh, water, isn't it? Suffering for the gospel, isn't it? Is it? Is it running water? Well, I think... Well, I don't know if it's running water. It's electricity, definitely. Electricity, yes. Definitely that. Yeah. Very nice. So it's not specifically just for young people, but increasingly Creation Face has been working with organisations like SWIM and others locally, Urban Saints. So we've got Youth for Christ and SWIM oh, doing the uh, tent this year. Yeah. Um, there is... It is for all ages. It is for 0 to mm. 90. Um, it is really fantastic. And I love that community aspect of it, that everyone's welcome. Mm. You presumably don't get too many 90-year-old skaters. No, but you do have the odd one. I mean, we have a 70-year-old backflipping minister in Cornwall. So Do you? Yeah. She checks every day, every month, not every day, every month that she can still do it. <laughs> what Does she month? like prove it online? Yeah. Can you see it? Oh, that's I don't amazing. know. Once a month. She, she what, in what way is that is that done publicly in some way no she just decided on her 70th birthday that she wanted to still prove that she was still you know able to live. do it and so every month she just checks and she you still can alive a <laughs> no not alive live oh live oh I see yeah. sorry I thought you were being a bit ages there ah oh, very good and she can she can backflip she can you're going to get her on the, yeah we are we are going to get her on the podcast go get her don't go back to the get her that's amazing so you have come from southwest London, southeast London. Southeast I am, yeah. And you've ended up in Cornwall. Yep. How did that happen? How did that happen? We, I'd love to say we sat and prayed about it, mm-hmm. but the reality is life got a bit complicated for mm. a bit, as it does sometimes. And I said to my husband, Shall we move to Cornwall? And he said, Yes, let's. <sighs> and interestingly, I think where you, where you look back and you see God's hand in things, my parents had been looking to move for four years and within six months of that they had been trying to move for four years it had never gone through they also followed us down and so we actually live next door to my mum and dad oh my wow. goodness is that does that work well I mean I can imagine I love my mother-in-law's listening <laughs> you're great but uh, but I'm not sure I'd want you to live next door I'd like to so if you met Terry you would understand his humour. Mm-hmm. And Terry's I think. your husband. So he's my husband, yeah. Terry. And he lives next door to his mother-in-law happily because she thinks he's the best thing ever. And they're not the most... They're not the most call of in of parents. Is that, did that even that make word? sense? Is that call a Cornish word? You know when you, when you come round all the time? Oh, they're not okay. much... They're not, oh. So they weren't, they weren't the best babysitters. I love you, Mum, because I know they're going to listen to this. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that that's what worked, is because we get on really well. We live next door to we've each other. We've got boundaries. We've got boundaries. Oh, but so actually, good. you know, 
Probably so, they've got more boundaries than I've got. I love it. Wow. Right? It's amazing. But you're also a youth worker. A volunteer youth worker, a volunteer, yes. A volunteer youth worker. Is this the first time? No, this is not the first time I've a volunteer imagine, youth worker Could you podcast. imagine how appalling that would be? No. Because my job is really to look after youth workers. That's Fantastic. That's kind of what I do yes. as a job. But we still, this weekend, we just run a youth, youth weekend away. And tell us a little bit about that. Where did you go? So we went to North Devon um, with Scripture Union and Christian Surfers. That was the first one in England and Wales that happened. They've been running one for about five years in Scotland. Amazing. But not big of surf, you said. No, flat on the Saturday morning. But we did a bit of scrambling and rock climbing. And then in the afternoon, we had an amazing time in the water. It was brilliant. It was like, imagine... So John 10.10 is Christian surfers' kind of line of living. Jesus came so that we could have life to the full. Mm. And we had raw life. You know, they shared, the young people shared their lives. And we had amazing fun. And we learned a lot about Jesus mm. and how much he loves us. I think, I think, and there's something really great about being on a beach. I, really? do, I, I don't know whether you've ever done that, Martin. I hate take, beaches. Oh, I love beaches. <laughs> I, hate, I hate surfing. <laughs> can I tell you my surfing story? Now? Have you, yeah, you I can. Have, but you, you, you but I was on. just, I remember, because we were just chatting off air, weren't we, Sophie, that um, I remember taking young people to the same place, mm. to Woolacombe in North Devon, and it yeah. was a bunch of my girls, North London girls, who just looked at the sea, like, through slit, like, their eyes were like, I'm not going in there. But the moment they got in the water, and the moment that the salt got in their hair, Mm. and suddenly they could leave behind all those weapons of attack and defence, like, trying to be strong in their communities, and they just were, like, playing in the surf. It was hilarious. I mean, they were probably the most badly behaved group of (laughs) taken anywhere it was absolutely hilarious but it was just so brilliant being on a beach and then opening up stories in scripture about Jesus being sat on the beach and doing a bonfire and barbecue it was just so immersive I totally agree with you it it's nice that you have that fun. experience what was your experience I, I don't see the idea of surfing or the idea of being on a beach as living life to the full it's more mm. pre-enacting my death Oh. And um, I had a terrible experience on uh, not on a surfboard, not even before getting on a surfboard. Um, they, I am a man with my, one might say fluctuating weight, and so um, so there was a time when I was I was carrying a little extra, you know, that's ho- quite good for extra holiday weight, <laughs> as they say. And um, I somebody tried to get me into a, 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 a wetsuit. Wet it wasn't a full wetsuit. It was one of those um, uh, those half, just the ones that like cover a, your like body. Like a cushion where you like put the weights in on the outside to float. Yeah, that's <laughs> not exactly that, <laughs> but like, like a that. half. So your okay. arms and legs were still exposed. Okay. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, so I, I got in all right. <laughs> it, like it was a bit of a job, but I got into the thing, <laughs> and it was probably a don't laugh. I got into a thing that was maybe, it was maybe a size too small. It was, let's say, snug. And so I, I then went into the water. It was, yeah. I was a hapless fool, but I got out again. It then took two grown men to get me out. <laughs> I, it was like... I had to peel it off. It's like that scene in the C.S. Lewis story where like, Aslan has to like, peel off yeah. the skin on the dragon. Have you ever stuffed a turkey? <laughs> it's like that in reverse. And it was not pleasant. Cold and clammy. Yeah, and I was just, and my skin—it was like it was just—it was just utter humiliation. And a thing was being pulled off, and nobody could. It was a little bit like the story (laughs) of the enormous turnip. And they pulled and they pulled. All that bit in Winnie the Pooh. You know when you get stuck in the hole, and you've got all the people standing behind trying to pull poo out of the hole. (laughs) And and there was me in my wetsuit, and they're pulling and they're pulling, and I wouldn't come out. Somebody suggested some sort of lubricant, some butter. Something like that. Did any of this happen with your youth group, Sophie? Or did you manage to actually get young people in and out safely of the water? We, we did. And we had to do that um, typical thing about how we were going. We had to 
we had to talk about how we were going to get undressed before it happened yeah. to ward off any un you know stripping off of clothes in front of the opposite, you know, the boys in one area and the girls in the other area. But no, we didn't we didn't have any of that. But I think, you know, it's quite humble, isn't it, when you have to do it's good Mm. to humiliate. Yeah. Well, we're talking about the elements. Yourself. And, and yeah. I know that people are going to hear on the podcast because we're up in the tower at Youthscape and the elements are going crazy out there. We've got they thunder are. and lightning and storms. So if you're going to hear that kind of, if you're going to hear the seascape around us, it's because we're up in the tower. I was, in, I was on the, uh, the Dorset coastline yesterday in blistering sunshine. Yes. Today, we're this is Luton. Luton. Yeah, this is England. So we want to hear a bit more about, about youth ministry in your area. So yep. you're saying that your role is kind of overseeing and supporting youth workers. You kind of have your fingers in lots of pies and Creation Fest swim, all the stuff that's happening. And actually, we, we often sit here, Martin and I, and say, gosh, what, you know, what is happening in the South West? Like, there's some great youth ministry. And, and there's more and more people signing up to do youth work training at swim. That's going from kind of greater, even greater. What, what, is, what is happening? What do you put that down to? So there's lots of different factors, and I think that in Cornwall particularly, you've got lots of little rural communities, and where, having grown up in London, you see these great big youth groups, don't you? And I was part of one of those myself, and it was an amazing time. And you don't actually get that in Cornwall, but what you do get is you get the dedicated youth workers working with your small groups of young people, encouraging and discipling. And we kind of, we throw discipleship out there a lot, don't we, that word? But actually, it's the true kind of one-to-one small groups because actually it's really difficult to disciple huge, great big groups of young people. And so I just see a lot of investment on the ground um, from youth and children's workers. And that's largely done by people who are paid in this role, or is it actually what you've been seeing for a while is a, an army of volunteers, and that's just the expectation? Like how, how do those relationships happen? How does church do that? I think there are a large number of paid roles. We, do have, we only have a small number of trainees at the moment in Cornwall. There's lots of positions open for churches that are willing to take on a trainee, but they're not all filled. That's the reality. So I guess there's a balance between the paid and the volunteers. But also, I love this idea um, that we see more in Cornwall and the Southwest of missional communities. Mm. And so churches working together with their young people. Um, yeah, discipling and loving and yeah. And you in the in the Southwest, it seems like um, you've got unity working quite well. So there seems to be organisations working together rather than against each other, maybe denominations even working together, heaven forbid, and you've got um, SWIM at the heart of that with others. Sort of, I don't know if, if just um, Devon and Cornwall feels like a manageable amount of you know, territory for you to be able to think in that more joined up way, but certainly there is a sense of identity of being in that part of the country, isn't there? I wonder if that helps. I wonder if it is to do with the identity of that area. We do have an extraordinary amount of unity. Mm. I get to, for one of the people I work for, I write a feedback form fairly regularly. Mm. And one of the ways that I see God working is in unity. Mm. We launched a youth event recently with Creation Fest and Swim um, as the two partners. But we've partnered with Youth for Christ are coming this Sunday to run one for us. Mm -hmm. We regularly have YWAM come alongside us and help. The Methodist Church, the Anglican Church are led by... um, 
or previously were led by Bishop Tim and still Steve Wilde. And those two guys, they have a genuine friendship. That's and great. I think it breeds that kind of yeah. unity. Hey, it's about the kingdom, isn't it? Mm. I was in Birmingham actually a couple of weeks ago and um, one of our good friends who's been on the podcast, Andy Windmill, was just gathering um, youth workers from across the city and they came from a range of different denominations, different sizes of youth group and they, they sort of sat down together and they began to share what we all do, it's just a kind of, uh, like you're laying out your wares, yeah. I do this and I do this and I do this and, and Andy sort of stopped the group part way around and said, this is really great. This is really brilliant. But let's just go a little bit deeper. Let's let's bring ourselves and let's share what's not working. And the leaders in the room were incredibly brave and courageous and began to do that too. And I, and I was just sort of there, just observing because I wanted to go and see what was happening in Birmingham. And I love just seeing what God's doing. But I walked away from that going, this is why things are going to get better. This is why stuff across the country is going to improve because. Because rather than seeing each other as the competition, we see each other as allies, as friends. And we realise that the seven young people that God asks us to disciple are so precious. And we're not to be embarrassed about that number. We're to be really leaning into that. And then reaching out to others. And I think when I travel down to the swim a couple of times, I, like Martin said, I've seen that unity, not just given lip service, but people genuinely saying, we're not going to let that divide us anymore. Do you see that elsewhere in the country? I know that your role is really the southwest, but do you get opportunities to connect elsewhere? Have you seen that happen elsewhere? I do see it um, with churches. In, I guess part of it will be that I'm taking a one-step-removed viewpoint from other places. I do see unity, and I see that desire to work together. But I think where I've seen it more intently in the southwest is where the leaders of organizations are prepared to do what you're saying actually you know they meet together and they pray through actually they pray through their personal lives as well as their ministry lives um so i do see it being modeled in other places i do think we've got it fairly uniquely in the southwest at the moment um and i just hope that by stories of encouragement that other people can go mm. hey this is, you know, this is what God's calling us to do. We're about mm. a Jesus movement, mm. not about our individual... And that, individual and that feels like that has historically started to happen. I remember growing mm. up in uh, New Melbourne Baptist Church Youth Group in the 1990s, we had serious beef with the Cypher Group down the road at uh, Christ Church New Malden. And if you ever had, like, I mean, you never went there, but if, if like, a boy from New Malden Baptist oh, Church dated a, a girl from uh, from Cypher it was like Romeo and Juliet it was yeah. like through the barricades yeah. you were like you, you can't do that like it was uh, there was serious beef it was it was like Grange Hill they, they always used to <laughs> organise fights didn't they in Grange Hill with the, with another school if you can remember the name of that school email us podcast at youthscape.co.uk yeah. but, uh, but it's like that like there was this real territorial sense yes. to youth ministry in like the 90s yes. whereas I do feel like I know, you know, let's not invoke the crisis narrative. Oops, I just have. But but there is a sense of, like, as we've thinned out a little bit, we have started to develop more of a sense of friendship, maybe my necessity, yes. um, with the, the church down the road or others in our area. And, and I wonder whether part of the future is yeah. a, a greater sense of networking in youth ministry. Well, I, I totally agree with that. And I, I think, like, in the last few months, I've been to a few places recently where... Um, I've really felt, oh, you're a youth worker, like, we're the same, like, and, and I think a number of people now are, are re-identifying as youth workers, 
before they are youth scape youth workers or the local church youth workers they're just like I'm someone that's passionate about young people and the vehicle through which I might operate that is local church or you know street space or youth for Christ but actually I'm I'm like you I share a heart for youth and I think I'm seeing that more maybe it's because Mm. actually we've realized there's not so many of us and so we're now beginning to identify more as that and I get really excited about that actually that being a youth worker and whether you're paid or not is a thing again like it's Mm. this real calling so I want to ask you the most super cheeky question Mm. I I think you and I are a similar generation possibly I might be older than you I'm not sure Um, I'm in my glorious 40s are you in your 30s next year you're a, you're a woman in leadership. Yeah. You're a mum. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, how how does that all work out for you? Because I I think we we're sort of saying as well that we're a generation of youth leaders that will stay within this. Yeah. This is our calling, and yes. we want to stay put. And we want to bless those mm-hmm. Martin, don't we? We want to bless those Martin, don't we? They feel called to ordination. Yes. Not yes. to me. Thank what? you very much. No. He's just tuned out. He's not blessing them. No. But um. But it's also really exciting that women and men are saying actually I'm going to be kind of pushing through and staying put. What, what does that look like for you? When you look sort of five, ten years ahead, do you get a sense of, will it be this kind of job that you'll be doing in 20 years' time? Or? That's a really great question. And the reality is that I hope it's more of what I'm doing now because I think I do have a call to um, bring on another generation of youth leaders. Excellent. And so that's got to be part of my role, hasn't it? I've got to disciple, I've got to love, I've got to, like the, like the ones that have gone before for me, um, have done so I definitely have that call and but I love getting back stuck into youth ministry mm. like I did this weekend because actually somebody who's walked it who's got experience can go I know the lies the world's going to be telling you I know the identity crisis that you yeah. guys are going to be having because it still happens now but we've just got Jesus beside yeah. us and I don't think that that call will go I think maybe we just become like the grandmas and then the great grandmas come on bring it on because actually mm. I heard this amazing project in Southampton and they had an 80 year old guy and a 15 year old young man who'd been thrown out of school and the 80 year old guy used to play pool with him every week and then they would sit down and do some maths homework mm. and just to me, I'm like, when I'm 80, I so mm, want to be doing absolutely, that. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. And, and just going back to that unity thing, the truth is, Youth for Christ, YWAM, I think lots and lots of ministries have these gap year programmes mm. that SWIM offer. Mm. But the truth is that we all just want to reach children and young people, mm. don't we? Mm. And if you're called to do that, then you're called to do it in your context or you're called out of your context. I work with two amazing trainees at the moment and one of them felt the call to Cornwall from Essex and he's come down left his family and he's got stuck in and he's struggled with homesicknesses and all those kind of things and he's amazing but the amazing work he's doing with young people and then I have another trainee a girl and she is placed in Cornwall born and bred in Cornwall she'd like to be called somewhere else (laughs) she really (laughs) would She's going to listen to this and go, oh, that's me. But actually listening to God and going, actually, I'm called here. Mm. This is where I'm meant to be. Mm. And we want, we want to be open-handed with people's calling, don't mm. we? And go, actually, if you've got heart for youth and children, mm. then we just want to equip yeah, you. Yeah, wherever and that is. Wherever it is. Whoever it is with, yeah. just that's what we want to see, don't we? Oh, I've got, so one of the young people in my youth group has um, just been accepted onto a gap year with Youth for Christ. 
and um, and it's just so lovely actually. Like I'm I'm her godmom as well, mm-hmm. so I've taken quite an active role because um, of other reasons in, in helping her do that. And it's it's made me kind of suddenly see the whole gap year thing because we offer one here as a youth group as well, like from a different perspective of like actually. You know, as a youth worker, you're so it's so exciting when your young person says, "I want to do this yeah. kind of discipleship." Yeah, and I also know that actually going somewhere like Swim or Youthscape or Youth for Christ is going to be great for her because they won't actually just want to wring every kind of like little bit out of her. They want to really invest in her. <laughs> she came to me <laughs> with a list of the different places she could go to, and I was basically like, "Which one have they not got much Wi-Fi coverage?" So that actually like, <laughs> really rural and like the streetlights everywhere. And I was just like, "Oh my goodness, it's so funny, isn't it?" So I go between the being the youth worker who wants to push all the kids out of the boat yeah. to being a little bit mum to like, "But I want you to be safe. I want you to be okay." But you absolutely right. Want to see our young people, whatever God's called them to, actually absolutely really, grab really grabbing mm. that and and trusting that wherever they go, that DNA to raise the next generation will be there, will be living absolutely. in them. And what's exciting with Swim is that we've got this other course called Missional Leadership now, and for Cornwall and the Southwest, a youth ministry organisation training people to missionally lead communities wow. is just such an amazing dynamic because because it comes from the heart of youth work it's not it's not focused on anything other than the whole community mm. i think it's just yeah it's just fantastic beautiful. and really beautiful to see so sophie you um were mentioning before about mm-hmm. the fact that you don't have all the trainees you'd like to have. No. That you'd love to have mm-hmm. for, for the year ahead. So just tell us about some of the opportunities there are with, with SWIM and how people can find out more. There are lots of opportunities to work with different churches and projects across the Southwest. There's a few in Cornwall. The easiest thing to do, though, because actually we're not here to kind of sell an individual placement is if you feel that call to work with children and young people or even missional communities, is go to the website, which is swim.org.uk, and have a look there. And, you know, you want to be open to the spirit, don't you? If he gives you a nudge when I'm speaking at the moment, then that is the place to look. And, and are, you, um, are you talking about 18, 19-year-olds or 25-year-olds or even 39-year-olds? Well, actually, there is people in SWIM at the moment training who are considerably older than Rachel and I are. And I'm really, like I said earlier, excited about that because it doesn't have to be your 18-year-old. It can be, you know, upwards of 40 and over. Um, I think if you're called to youth ministry, you're called to youth ministry. And then just putting one of your other hats on for a moment... Mm. Uh, Creation Fest. Yes. Uh, happening again this year. Seven days long. You can yes, go for all it's seven free, days. It's free. You can go to all seven days. I'd love you to come for all seven days. You can come for less because it's free. You can pick and choose which days you come, but I'd encourage you to come for the seven days. And do you have the sort of backflipping lady preacher there? I will. Does if, she come? Yes, I'm sure she will be there. I will make her be I'm, there. I'm imagining a sort of greatest showman style kind of Brilliant. show where you've got people who can do weird things. The lineup mm. of bands is always really impressive, isn't it? It is amazing. Yeah. We've got so many bands coming this year. Um, some great local and some and some sort of international bands coming and, over. And one of the, the there are two incredible things about Creation Fest. I'm going to save the most incredible for last mm-hmm. because once I start talking about her, we'll we'll just lose it. Okay. Because we just love her so much. The first incredible thing is that a lot of this is kind of laid on by a church in the states. 
that kind of bless Cornwall and the UK churches and they just give this they, they send a massive team over yeah. and it's really held by local Christians Cornish Christians help run it but actually it's kind of made possible isn't it really by a church in the States who is that am I allowed to say that? Yeah absolutely <laughs> I have just a big secret donation <laughs> No there is it is supported so it is increasingly more supported by UK churches Fantastic um, so yeah. each year that increases and there is really again go to the website and find out ways if you were interested in giving mm. to it because you know it is this fantastic it's very missional isn't it's it it's so missional yeah. because it's free young people and adults from across the country come just because where else can you go and have yeah. amazing bands and teenagers just walk in don't they off the yeah. streets I love it indoor skate park which is phenomenal yeah. um, amazing bands amazing speakers you have Tim Chaddock came to your yes, yes. we love Tim Chaddock yeah um, and of course the amazing Sarah Yardley who does well that was the second thing I that love was it. the second <laughs> thing I was she's amazing the best thing about Creation mm. Fest is Sarah Yardley Yes, we love Sarah. We she love you, Sarah. She will. Ha- she will hate us saying the best she thing will. that is because she will. she will because she is just amazing and humble. So she is a, a Texas girl. Is she from Texas? No, no she's Nashville. Californian. Stop saying Californian states. She's from Orange County. She's American. <laughs> and she she just loves Cornwall. She does. Isn't she? Yeah, she, she does. does. And it's just so brilliant. Just so Sarah, we do love you. and We're going to get you on this podcast. And you are such a gift to the UK church. We're so grateful to God for you. And I know she would love me to say come visit the festival if you would like to there is so many volunteer opportunities at creation fest the ways to get involved and see behind the scenes of um creation fest that's where i met sarah mm. and some amazing lifelong friends and there's, it's just a really great way like you said already it's so missional mm. um or bring your youth group or bring your church group the youth venue is going to be even more amazing. And what site is it on? It's on one of the showgrounds, isn't it? Is it is the Royal Cornwall Showground. Royal Cornwall Showground. Where the sun always shines. I mean, it does. And it's, it's like slightly on a hill and it's beautiful, isn't it? It is. So you could see Martin get in a wetsuit. It, I don't believe that <laughs> yeah. would be a reason anyone would want to come. Look at you, trim man. It's It'll fall a, off you. This year, maybe. I mean, if we had a, you in the wetsuit, the back Birmingham minister, we could convince people We're that Martin was a He's the greatest Revival. showman too. <laughs> yeah. We just need another bearded lady. <laughs> you know, so we're both silent at that point. I'm you like, both yeah. break yeah. quiet. Let me fill my beard. There we go. I, I think I'm fucked up. Women of a certain age. <laughs> and then embrace it. So, uh, so, so, I mean, I'm intrigued. The journalist in me just wants to ask this question. Mm. Um, what, why is it funded by a big American church? Like, why is that? Why have they particularly seen a, a, an opportunity in Cornwall? Why, why have kind of Americans looked at Cornwall and said, is it because they have holiday homes and there's a nice golf course or? No, it was actually... That was a joke. I have to say, I have to say, it was originally um, in Woolacombe. That was where Creation Mm. Fest started. And there was just um, two... There was two ministers, actually, who really felt the call of God to this part of the country and this part of the world. And they have continued to be faithful in that. Mm. So you were on the surface, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you know... there used to be, because because you hear these things, there used to be the whys, the whys, you know, why are they doing that? Yeah. And actually, the team that, ca- that come are mm. just phenomenal. They come to serve. They don't mm. come to be, mm. oh, we know the way, yeah. come and... Yeah. You know, they're not like that yeah, at all. They're just all. absolutely loving, beautiful mm. people mm. who come over and who want to just share Jesus. Well, that sounds good. Like, I, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Yeah. I have a more important question, mm. though, because I'm thinking... Um, you know, as we close, there will be many people listening to this from the southwest. Much of the southwest is probably listening to this, <laughs> knowing that you're on it, and maybe somewhat angry with you and I 
I would think. Well, I just think probably we've dropped some cultural bombs. Well, in this podcast, probably without knowing it, we've said something offensive. And we're really sorry if we have. I'm always sorry. I'm always. We will check our privilege. Unless you think you're being called out of youth ministry and into church leadership, in which case I'm not sorry. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Also, you're not. (laughs) Um, But um, but my my question is, since we have uh, that captive audience listening for you, let's be honest, not for us. Um, what is the correct way to um, to put jam and cream onto a scone? Oh, no, and it, oh my goodness! That, it, that is it. He's done it. He's they've all switched off now because it really isn't fair. Because I live in Cornwall and I do it the wrong way for Cornwall. What? I know because I don't person. really like jam very much. So Hang if on. you put the if you put the clotted cream on first, yes. you can get more. More clotted cream and less jam. Yes. But if you spread the jam on the bottom, it all drips off. It, well, no, it's just it's like you're buttering mm. it, and you have to put more on, don't you? I think about Cornwall and Devon, and people listening who are actually Cornish and Devonish. Mm. <laughs> Devonish. 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 <laughs> the thing is that if you've ever holidayed in Cornwall or Devon, mm. you feel like it's your place. Do you know that you see that in the UK? Like my husband, every summer from Preston. His dad drove them down in a little pickup truck, and they had every summer in Cornwall. So my husband is absolutely convinced that he's Cornish. You know, he, he's, yeah. he's a Lancastrian who's Cornish. And I wonder whether people in Cornwall suffer from that a little bit, because we kind of all feel we have a stake in Cornwall. Mm-hmm. But actually, there's loads of issues that you face as youth workers, isn't there? The kind of deprivation that young people face. Absolutely. That we sometimes, I think the rest of the country, forget, because we go on holiday there. It's yeah. a beautiful place, mm-hmm. and we have our clotted cream, and we have our... Cornish passes and we forget that actually it's a community that's often really struggling. It really is. I mean, as you just touched on, the deprivation, because we get 40% of our income in July and August, the rest of the year round, <gasps> the jobs are so much... Yeah, tied in with... Yeah, yeah absolutely. And you get a lot of loneliness. You get a lot of isolation in, in young people and in adults. So... That would be what we really suffer with, and it is it is a beautiful place, and people come on their holidays, and they do they do overlook that. But there is a dedicated team of churches Amen. working together. Awesome. And you know we have this incredible group of young people, Christian young people, and they are like an army. They just are ready to hear and to share the gospel. And you know if you if you're listening, I'd love you to pray for that group that are just emerging now. They're mm. really strong. We get a lot of young people come to our youth events and they're just ready. They want to be back in their communities sharing Jesus. And they just, they want to know how. Mm. They want to know what practical ways they can get involved. And it's just, it's a beautiful so thing. so exciting it to really, hear that, isn't it? It really is. That, they, is so that next generation are just really strong. Mm. And, you know, they're almost the opposite to that kind of looking at other youth groups and feeling threatened. Mm. They, they want to be part of something bigger. They, yeah, they want to be part of that new movement that's exciting but that you is. you haven't really answered the question which is jam or cream we, we, like which we, one goes we, on first okay chuck me out side corner, it. i think we'll just we'll just say that the corn we'll have to kind of call up the cornish people so cream cream first <laughs> no, no jam, jam, first. First. jam first jam first then cream that's madness to me surely the cream's like butter oh my goodness we need to do some shout outs don't we why don't we do west country only shout shout yes! outs so people in the West Country. People that we in the know West Country. In the West Country. We're going to need you for this, Sophie. Okay. So I know John Langmead, and the, and the church is in Food. Bodmin. I <laughs> don't know well. I don't know. One and because my, producer Rachel isn't here, clo- we can't edit it out. And one of my closest Johns is John Langmead, or John Langmead, or whatever you are. Anyway. Um, so Langford. John Langford. Long, and, and I want to do a shout out to churches in Bodmin, because he rightly said... Lots of people drive through Bob, and mm-hmm. it's the backbone of Cornwall, isn't it? And we don't stop there. So let's just do massive shout-outs. If you're doing youth ministry in Bobman, this one goes to you. Oh, that is John Langmead. 
Oh. Yeah, jo- John Langford's in Salisbury. No, John Langford's in the same department. Oh, no. How is John Langford? John, you know who you are, and Jesus knows who you are, most importantly. Oh, you know what happens when we don't have a producer? I know, we make a mistake. The wheels have come off. They have come off. Do you want to do a shout-out before Sophie like, then ends really strong? Who do you want to do a shout-out to? Uh, in the West Country? Yes. All my friends there. <laughs> all of, all of my of friends. Some of your closest friends. Well, I'm trying country. not to say Paul Friend, because Paul Friend is literally oh. my friend. But that's fine. My kids always call him Friend Paul. Oh, because he, he is. And he would claim you. And yours do that too. Yeah, you claim you, you. So, Sophie, come on, who else? Give us some names that we wouldn't have heard of. So, Rob Cleveland is actually John Langford's youth oh, worker in right. Bodmin. Rob. Brilliant. So you need to Brilliant. give a shout yeah. out for him. Yeah. And we've got Isaac McNish down on the Lizard, which is really, really far oh, down. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And Luke Emmanuel, who's about to get married. Amazing. And he is in Hale. And who else should I shout out to? Do you know who? Paul always gets the shout out, but we really must shout out to Kath. Oh, yes. Because she is, you know, the unsung hero of... She is. So much so that we don't give her a surname. (laughs) Entrican. Well done. That's right. (laughs) I hope that's right. And isn't there, like, between Penzance and Mousel, what's the name of the place between Penzance and Mousel? Because it has... It has, statistically, it's the second most dangerous pub in the UK. The first is apparently in Glasgow... And the second is in, it's between Penzance. Is it not Hale? It might be Hale. And I've always, like, my little dream is, like, if if I could suddenly go anywhere and do anything, I would love to go and do youth work in this little community between Penzance and Mounsel. There's something about it. Why is it the second most dangerous pub? And is it because it's full of pirates? Well, well, actually, I think partly it is because it's a lot to do with people working on the boats Mm -hmm. and not allowed to actually fight and deal with your stuff on the boats. So actually, you come off the boat, you chuck alcohol into that mix and there's loads of issues there. Oh, it's it's serious. I was making a joke. No, it is serious. It's a serious one, but it's an incredible community. I just think, wow, I'd love to see what kind of youth work is happening down there. I'm so bad with geography. Then mind. You know who you are. If you're yeah. doing youth work down there, that is fantastic. So brilliant. So, and there's some light and life church down there. I know mm, they're fantastic. They are so, Southwest, we love you and we want to learn from you and hear more from you. So please get in touch and tell Martin off about the whole scone thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to bring it into land. Now. Yay, this has been the Youthscape podcast. Without producer Rachel. I've been Martin Saunders. <laughs> And she's been Rachel Gardner. We probably should have mentioned that about 40 minutes ago. Um, And I need to come into land with one story. And that is my first girlfriend was a girl I met, fittingly, as events are at the moment, I met at Soul Survivor. And I was, as as we've discussed, an incredibly unattractive teenager. And I did finally convince a girl to go out with me when I was 16. At Soul uh, Survivor? At Soul Survivor. Soul Survivor. She was called Kate Nichols. And I've completely lost... I shouldn't have named her. Sophie's just backed her chair right And uh, I've never... I've, I've not seen her since. Don't know what's, I'm sure she's gone on and had a very fulfilling life after the tragedy of, of having a week-long romance with me. And, uh, and so we had a little romance at Soul Survivor. And she lived in this tiny, tiny like place in Cornwall called oh. Perrinwell Station. Do you know Perrinwell Station? I do know it. I do know it. It's very little. Yep. And I went one summer. So she had a, a lovely family. And they said, look, you know, you, you're sort of going out with each other in inverted commas yeah. uh, and so visit? I went to visit oh, her do you remember this oh, they, it was so awkward I bet wasn't and it? so I had to get a train oh. from London oh. to Perrinwell Station Age which 17. as the name suggests transport links were excellent <laughs> so I was, I was right there and then so I booked I still remember because I was 16 I booked an Apex Super Saver return which mean, means you needed to Your name you needed to name exact trains you were going to get on right. And so I had to get this train. And you know what happens. 
So I get, so I booked a week. I, um, I went down on a Saturday. There was an incident on about day three where I accidentally um, really offended her. Um, I don't think I can tell the story on the podcast. No, that's but, um, fine. Oh, but dude, I was 16 and didn't realise that her friend was deaf. Oh, Martin! And so I made a joke about the way she spoke. No. Oh, Martin! I, I, I made jokes. Oh, my goodness. I was, I was making fun of her friend. Oh, no. I thought she had a funny accent, but she was actually oh, deaf. Oh, Martin, this is terrible. And so, so it just gets worse. <laughs> so then, so she basically said, I don't want to go out with you anymore. No, good for her. Understandably. Grief. But then I had four more days until my return ticket. Because you had ticket. to get in a specific so, And her, her parents already didn't like me, but her no. dad hated me at that so point. So where did you stay? So I had to just stay in, in their the spare room for four days in Paramore Station. So, can I just say, that this whole podcast has been excruciating for you, hasn't yeah. it? Because it's brought up all kinds of memories. Awful. So, I think, actually, I, I can feel the love coming from Cornwall and Devon. I can yeah. feel the forgiveness coming that way. They're saying, that we're, look, we're bigger people. I'm really sorry. <laughs> You're terrible, Martin. You are terrible. But I just want to kind of say that I also remember, do you remember, Sophie, like the, the teenage years? I remember dating a guy, and it wasn't at Sorrow Festival, but it was another youth festival. And we kissed on the last night. I think I was about 16. Hang on a minute. We kissed. I and, didn't, go, I didn't we, go there. No, no, no. We kissed and he went, oh, it's like kissing a sock. <gasps> so I think, Rachel. I think as well as kind of the kind of days and months of bereavement and grieving we wanted to do about Soul Survivor, I think we as a youth work community should bring out our kind of best romance stories from all of our kind of youth festival times. I'm traumatised for it you. It was traumatic. It really that was. That has shaped everything from that point on, hasn't it? That's the, I've been I'm looking saying, for the catalytic moment in your life and that's I it. I think that's, yeah, that's one of them, definitely. Wow. I went, oh, oh my goodness. And thank the Lord that social media didn't exist then. Could you imagine like but social now it media does. for you? But like, now it does. In Perham, whatever the station was. Yeah, let's forget you, all of this. You would have been lynched, wouldn't you, really? <sighs> but anyway, Sophie, thank you so much for coming and sharing your heart about the Southwest and just kind of opening up a little bit of insight thank for us. Thank you for having me. And I think we should all come to Croatia for that. Sounds yes, great. please do. We'll be there yeah. and we'll get Sarah Yardley on our thing. Anything more from you, Martin? Because we do need to say thank you so much for tuning in. And um, if you would like us to do a podcast in the region where you work, and if you would like to come and talk to us about what God's doing in your area, then get in touch. We would love to do that. That'd be fantastic. God bless. Have a great day. We hope you're enjoying the Youthscape podcast. It is free and always will be. But if you would like to support us, uh, please visit patreon.com slash youthscape. Oh, there are five ticks. Oh, no, it's still oh, going. It's still oh, no, you've got to turn the metronome off. <laughs> Triumph! That was a bit weird.